0: wqad podcast network the cities with jim mertens a production of wqpt pbs for the quad cities region a podcast in partnership with wqad what's going on in the quad cities activities events fun politics sports local issues and opinions and now your host jim mertens I'm Jim Mertens, and this is The Cities. Parkinson's disease is not fatal, but it does put great strain on the body as its symptoms of involuntary shaking, slow movement, and stiff, inflexible and muscles worsen. But it can also lead to anxiety and depression, so those who get the diagnosis often could need a security net, a support system, an advocate, as it were. Actor and performer Tom Vaccaro found himself wanting to play several roles during his career, but this latest one as Parkinson's patient may be his most challenging. We sat down to talk with him about it. So Tom, take me back to the, the moment that you got the diagnosis. Um, I mean, it, it hits you like a bomb, does it not?
1: Well, there wasn't really a moment. It kind of crept up on me really, because I had spoken to several health professionals before that and um, Learned a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. And it was finally, when it was finally confirmed by a neurologist, I'd already been talking about it for several weeks. So it was more like just, a, it wasn't really a smack in the head. It was more just like, uh, okay, that's what it is, and a confirmation. And um, But it wasn't devastating. It didn't knock me over. My first question was, what do I do now? What do
0: I do? Have you talked to other Parkinson's patients about that? I mean, is that a similar response to a lot of people? Is that the disease kind of creeps up on you and then finally you're able to put a name to it?
1: I haven't spoken to a lot of people about it, but it is true that it does creep up on you because it's um, the symptoms. I, I wrote it off as something else. At the time I was teaching at two different colleges, and a number of side gigs, and um, was just busy all the time, always in a hurry. And I thought, well, I'm slowing my speech because I'm in a hurry. My handwriting is going bad because I'm in a hurry. Everything was because I was in a hurry. So I was finding other reasons to to blame it on. Not that I was trying to avoid it, but I really had no clue. There was nothing, nothing in my family history, nothing that said to me it could be Parkinson's. So I really was looking and looking for what it could be, never thinking that it could be Parkinson's.
0: Well, let's be honest, we're all getting older and we're getting these aches and pains and you kind of just, you know, chalk it up to old age.
1: That too, yeah, that too. And um, it coincided with my taking a break. I've been a runner since the 1970s. And uh, after a number of marathons and half marathons and fixes and every race you can imagine, I took a break. I was kind of burned out on running, so I took a break. Unfortunately, it coincided with, the onset of these symptoms coincided with my return to running again because it was difficult. It was hard to run again. And I thought, well, I'd have to get back in shape again. Now. So I thought maybe I was just uh, not, not as in shape as I was and it would come back. And when it didn't come back as quickly as it hadn't passed, or to the level that it hadn't passed, then the red flags kind of went
0: So as you said that, I mean, you, you felt certain symptoms but didn't know what it was and then you got the name associated with it and then you said, okay, I have Parkinson's disease. Did you look for a support group and not find one?
1: I didn't really look right away. I was asking the doctors, the neurologists, and the professionals. I was asking them, what should I do? And I started reading. Finally, maybe, I don't know, maybe half my journey into it. It's been a year and a half now. Maybe half my journey into it, I started looking for a support group. And unfortunately, again, coincidence of things happening, that was when the pandemic was in full point. And so all the in-person support groups had stopped. There are plenty out there. I don't want to say that there are no support groups. There are plenty of them out there, but they could not hold in-person meetings because of the pandemic.
0: Boy, and we have so that seen that great. actually in, in time and time again, you know, with yeah. all different types of situations that these support groups are gone. And sure. and so in a, in a way, you want to revive it in a high-tech form, basically a Zoom.
1: Right. And again, that's meant to be a temporary fix until we can meet together in person. But temporarily, I've started a Zoom group. We have a small group of maybe five to six, five to seven people. And uh, we try to meet every other Thursday and just not only the, the Parkinson's people, but the caregivers too. We had a caregiver sit on uh, you know, one of the first meetings. And that made me think, well, they're traveling the same road we are and they're carrying a burden for the person in that room. They're carrying a lot of responsibility for the person that they're caring for. They worry, they, they have a lot of stress. They need support as well. So it kind of turned the Zoom meeting into supporting caregivers and people with Parkinson's.
0: And that's a great idea because let's be honest, you're absolutely right, the caregivers, it's a journey for them as well. I don't want to say it's as tough, but it can be very, very difficult for them as well. So how does somebody get involved in your Zoom sessions?
1: Well, that's something I'm wondering if maybe we can contact, they can contact you because I didn't want to put my personal email and phone number and all that on line on TV uh, for obvious reasons. So I'm looking for a way to get people to join in that Zoom group. I wonder if they could, uh, and then you wanna answer this out, but could they uh, contact you and you contact
0: me? Tell you what, I got my name on the screen right now. That is the uh, email that you can go to and we'll leave it up there for a few moments and, and while you're talking about something else because it, it, you really do want, it's kind of interesting, you don't wanna go through this alone, but you don't want others to go through this alone. This is your, your as you said, this is your mission now in some ways.
1: Right. And my, my mantra, you might say, is um, based on two different commercials that I used to see. One was called, one said, uh, be all that you can be. Another one said, uh, you can't win unless you play. So be all you can be. I want to emphasize you. Be all that you can be. Not the person you once were, not me, not anyone else that you can read about or hear about or sing interviews from. Be all that you can be. Everyone has a different level. Everyone, you know, you got Michael Fox who was diagnosed with diagnosed diagnosis. And that's the thing about it. Michael Fox was diagnosed at 29 years old, Alan Alda at 80. It's everything in between, in diagnosis, the symptoms, it's very, very, very individual for every person. So my point is, see all that you can be. You can be the best you can be. If that means getting out and running, walking, biking, great. If it means using a YouTube, YouTube has a lot of movement classes, designed specifically for Parkinson's movement. If you want to get online and watch one of those where you're sitting in a chair and just moving arms and legs and doing some smaller movements, do that then. But be all that you can be, not someone else, not even the person you used to be. You're not the person anymore. And that's just a fact. So you got to deal with it and do it. Uh, the other part of uh, um, you can't win unless you play is you got to get out there and try. You got to try. And again, I'm speaking from a position of a person who has the ability to keep walking and running and biking, sort of. Not like I used to at all. I probably will never do a marathon again. I'm working, trying to do the big. But it's not about what I can do, it's about what you can do. And unless you try, unless you um, play, you can't win. Well, that is,
0: you know, let's be honest, that's very inspirational. And, and, And also, I mean, it underlines another thing is that any support you can get or give is so vitally important. And I wanted to point out that Parkinson's moving day is coming up May 22nd. I know you wanted to talk about that. And that is based in in, in, in this particular instance, that's in Chicago, is it not?
1: Right, it's in Chicago. The nearest one to the Quad Cities that I could find is in Chicago. They are going back and forth between making a virtual as they did in 2020 or making a real walking thing. If they make it a real physically participating thing, then uh, you can go to, let's uh, Parkinson's, well, it's called, the, the website is movingdaywalk.org, movingdaywalk.org. Go there and you get all the information. Uh, I'm planning to go to Chicago. I would like to have one here in the Club City. So I'm going to go to Chicago, do that one, learn all I can, and hopefully next year, try to get one going here in the Club City. And um, it's a team thing where you, you gather a team of either physical or financial supporters, and um, they pledge so much per mile if you walk however many miles you walk or run or whatever, however you get through the mile, then there's how much money you make. Yes, there's so many other similar events. So that's what it is, and if May 22nd, I said in Chicago, I'm gonna go and do it, and I'll try to bring it back here. But in the meantime, if people want to support me, that would be great as well.
0: Tom Vaccaro, and to learn more about Parkinson's, just type Parkinson's Quad Cities into your Google search bar. Thanks for listening to The Cities with Jim Mertens. And watch The Cities Thursday nights at 7, Sunday afternoon at 4, and Monday night at 6 on WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region.
1: WQAD Podcast
0: Network.